Welcome to the process, episode number 17 with the Carlos Hidalgo, Carlito, and me, Colton Wright. Carlos, has been a minute. I, I look forward to this. I look forward to talking to you, and you look freaking good in that suit. So, Carlos, take it away, my friend. Thank you, man, and uh, welcome, everyone that, that that's listening. It's definitely been a couple of weeks. Colton, you froze on my screen. I'm good. I'm good on mine. Get excited. You're good. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. It's been a couple of weeks. How long has it been? Two, three weeks? It's been two or three weeks for sure. Which feels like forever. I feel like it's been like a month, month and a half. Um, which is unfortunate that we've missed some days, but we're going to get back at it. We're going to com- recommit to it. And we're going to figure it out. Um, both of us have just been super busy growing our businesses. Um, it's fourth quarter, super exciting time of the year. This is one of the best time of the years, but definitely... <clears throat> I don't know if you can recollect your last couple of four quarters, but for me, this has always been the busiest time of the year because I don't, I don't know what it is, sales, events, just things going things going on. And usually I don't feel it until the end of October. And now I've, I feel like I've, I've felt it since the beginning of September. So I don't know if you've felt it the same way in the past and now, and now you're feeling it early on too. Um, but anyways, what do you got going on? Yeah, so right now I think the the biggest thing for me is just traveling more than I probably ever have. Um, I feel like that's been huge for me is just I've been I feel like I haven't been in the same state for longer than a week. <laughs> that's that's the biggest thing. We just launched a new office out in Baltimore and this the amount of things that can come up that you cannot expect no matter how many times you've done something whenever you're moving, relocating people, opening a new office, opening a new location. It just makes everything a little bit more hectic. Um, so that, that's what we're dealing with right now. And then also, too, just establishing newer systems to be able to help get us to a, the next level, right? Instead of just hitting those temporary goals, establishing great systems in place to be able to help expedite the next level. But right now, it's been extremely hectic. Uh, it's, it's like every every second's been busy as hell, for sure. But I love it. Yeah, I was um, on my Snapchat memories not too long ago. And, and this time, like, three, four years ago, I, I was in the same, same boat as you, where I was in multiple different cities. I was actually, you remember we visited McAllen, right? I do remember, I do remember that, yes. And we visited McAllen, and then it wasn't that long afterwards that we ended up promoting someone there. So it was like four years ago to this day, I was opening up an office in, in McAllen. Um, and I know when I was opening up that office in McAllen, I was also there was like three four other offices that were being opened up and i was like gone out of the office for like almost a month just just traveling around um and i was a rep you were a rep (laughs) (laughs) that was was when we could still sell energy and uh, cell phones at the same time that was stupid (laughs) no (laughs) yeah (laughs) back in the day but anyway i guess is there anything you feel like you're really working on that's helping you helping you deal with anything because the business is way more challenging now than it than it was back back then as far as like on an administrative side and the accountability I think is at a at a higher level which is why the opportunity overall is 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 better obviously if the opportunity is good there's naturally going to be more responsibility more accountability uh, but is so I don't like. I'm watching what you're going through, and I feel like you got to play at a higher level than I had to play at, um, which is 
great for everyone. Um, but is, is there anything you feel like you're really focused on, really working on, really that you're, you're needing to get better at? Um, I think the biggest thing that I've started doing is I, I genuinely live and die by my calendar right now. Um, so I have to plan out my day every single day. Um, so when I get to the office, I'm just structured from what I have to do for the rest of the day. And I remember one thing that I used to enjoy in the office was that like usually 20, 30 minute lag time of just kind of bullshitting with the reps. And I feel like I've lost that. So there's a, there's a good thing about it. Like have, Hey, like, you know, you're, you're growing everything. You're constantly busy, which is fine. But like that bullshitting time, the extra downtime, I feel like I've just lost completely into it's constantly just notes the grindstone go 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 until about honestly three thirty four o'clock is the first time you get a breather um just because of how many things we have going on between one-on-ones especially during the beginning of the week and it's like um every single situation is new and um with the amount of outside deals that that i have right now it's you have some that are doing really really well and others that are struggling so it's always some type of issue that you're having to deal with and i'll never forget like i remember i'll call you or raf whenever I have like a, a huge 911 issue and I feel like I'm that person to call for all 11 guys. So at this point, it's like a, a 911 issue every single day at, at some point throughout the day. And it, it's usually not an easy issue to solve. It's like, I actually need to think about this. We need to sit down and talk about our best game plan. And I mean, for instance, right now in, um, in freaking Baltimore, we have an issue. We relocated everyone. Everything was fine. And there's apparently a, a, county law in state of Baltimore where you cannot have more than three families living in one household. So there's three people or there's four people and they're, they're not all related because they're not all related and they're living in a, they're living in a four bedroom house, but each person has a bedroom. You cannot do it. It's against the law. So I'm dealing with that right now. It's a new issue that I never would have thought of. I never have been like, Hey, I wonder if uh, I'll have this issue come up today. <laughs> so just new, new things coming along every single day. And you just have to you know, figure it out, move on and, and deal with it. We, and we just had different issues coming up and learn how to grow and deal with it, move on. That's such an interesting issue. And I don't even want to go into it on this, on this. Podcast. I want to go into it, Carlos, go ahead. No, we shouldn't go into it because it's a very political thing. The only thing I'll say is pay attention to who you fucking vote for in your city, because that would never be an issue in Texas or in Florida, but I bet you that's an issue over there. It's an issue in California, and it's an issue probably in Illinois or some some. There's similar issues because of the way of thinking of the individuals in that in, in those yes. states. We um, we had to ask a question, and there was a, a, a someone that wasn't even a neighbor that took the time to pull the license plate from each car to run the license plate to then report it to the county, to then open up a case, to get a cop to come out, to be able to tell us that we can't all live here. Um, or not me, but the, the situation, which was an interesting, interesting amount of time put into it. But um, that and just, go ahead. I can't imagine anyone wins at the end of that outcome. Like no one. The landlord doesn't win. The families in there don't win. The Karen, yeah, gets the Karen that complained gets its BS satisfaction for no reason. That's their life is made up. So no one wins, but everyone's going through the trouble. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So that, that's one thing that I'm having to deal with. And then another thing too is I, I'm learning how to be more efficient with my conversations. I feel like we, we grow at this when it comes to be a leader. And um, 
I remember, for instance, you and I and Raph used to bullshit quite a bit, and we don't have as much time to be able to bullshit anymore, which is not a bad thing, right? And say it's part of growing a business to where you have so many things to do. Um, and that's one thing that I've learned to be more efficient on is with my, uh, outside deals that we have, just be more efficient in the time we have and the, the time, the conversations that I have to where it's, hey, let's get the business, let's get everything done. And then if we have time after that, then we'll bullshit. But just being more focused, being more on game, uh, on my, on my game 24 seven, I think is the biggest thing I'm having to learn to be able to help grow and scale to the next level. I feel like I've hit that plateau of my, I've hit, I'm hitting my lid again. I got to continue to raise my lid to be able to get to that next level. Yeah, and I think there's there's times where you need to be like that, like super efficient with with your calendar and with conversations, and it's got to be go go go. And then, and this is where you got to learn how to be like self aware and realize like what season of your business or in life are are you in? Because mm-hmm. um, I'm almost like in the season in, of life or in the business where I feel like like I, I did the whole be efficient be efficient be efficient be efficient and i don't know for whatever reason just where i see where my business is at and where i see the relationships are with my people i'm having to take the time to not like be efficient per se slow down and it's like i'm rebuilding relationships with people and i just need to take the time to like chit chat with them and screw around because that's kind of like what builds those builds the relationships and then eventually when things come up like that's when you need to be effective and and and, and move the needle forward on the business. But a part of like, it's hard to move the needle forward if that relationship isn't there. So there's like that season with individuals where you need to, you need to just be able to talk to them as if, you know, they're just a, a regular person that you're trying to be friends with. Um, and I feel like with a lot of people I'm slowing down and, and doing that right now. Now, how do you know the transition? Like, are you just no longer moving the needle forward with the effective conversations and that's why you're going back to building the relationship? Or how- hello, hello, hello. Colty? Yes, sir. I lost it for a sec. How do I what? How do you know when to go back on no longer being strategic with your conversation? Not necessarily not being strategic, but how do you know when to no longer be as on point, right? To where I can just step back and actually build the relationship? Are you no longer meeting the Are you no longer moving the needle with go, 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 go? And now you're like, hey, I need to go back to the relationship side so I can move the needle again. Like, what, what's the thought process on that? Um, so I think I've screwed up where I didn't ask that question um, until after I saw the, the negative consequences of, of not building the relationship and just trying to be effective. So I think you need to look at every individual and probably ask yourself, like, what does this specific individual need? Right. Because if they're in a position where you don't have a strong relationship with them and, and you're trying to move the needle forward with them, what's well, going to be less effective to try and move the needle forward with them if you don't build that relationship first to get them get them to trust you and i think as the organization grows as the business grows like it's just you know your time is, is, is spread thin and you need to like pay attention to where your time time is is going and if it and who it is that you're, that you're giving your time to some people recently asked me like why don't i give this person this person this person time and my response has been well they don't come to me for my time. Right. So I'm not going to go out of my way to give them time because I already feel bad that I don't give enough time to the people that I've chosen that I've said to myself, like I'm committed to, to these people and I want to help move the needle forward with them. Like I already feel like I'm failing them. Like I can't get to them and give them as much time as I want. It doesn't make sense for me to try and give someone some other people time that aren't, that aren't reaching out. 
Um, but the, the other thing that 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 I recently talked about with with some guys at dinner is, you know, the the whole penny a day doubled every single day, right? The compound the compound effect theory basically. By day but day twenty five it's not a lot of money, but by day thirty it's like five five million dollars. I think relationships are are like that. And people don't understand the amount of time that it takes to build good relationships with with individuals. People don't understand the, the, the amount of time it takes to like to, to, to develop that. And football teams do this. Football co- good football coaches do this. I think Urban Meyer talks about it um, <clears throat> in the Above the Line book, where he took over the team, I think it was something like that, freshman year, and he said he was prepping the team not to win that season, but to win three, four years down the road. So right. he was trying to recruit freshmen, and he was trying to cultivate a culture, a community, a crew, a tight knit crew that worked together, trained together, and just had that had that unity. But he he knew he wasn't going to see the results from it until three, four years down the road. Exactly. And you you think about the amount of time that a football team spends together. It's an absurd amount of time. Like they're waking up early together. They're in classes together. They're at practice together. They go to parties. They're at parties together. Like it's all day every day and right. then it's the exact same thing that we're doing in, in the business like we're trying to spend as much time as humanly possible so i guess advice for newer people building a team building a culture building a community unity team like spend as much time as humanly possible with them and realize that it's it's a compound effect you don't see the relationship get better instantly like that but eventually it's just you feel like that's your brother like that's the guy that that you're going to to war with and then right. I guess as you grow an org, 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 you have to be more meticulous with who it is you're spending your time with because you understand how much how much time it takes to to really build that that relationship. Hundred percent, and you have to learn when to. That's I think the hardest the hardest part as a leader is you you can't lead a horse to water. Or you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it. And sometimes you feel like you're giving someone all the time in the world, but they're giving you nothing back. And you have to learn when to cut that off. Of hey, I am. I should not be spending all my time on the lowest producer. I should not be spending all my time on someone that doesn't want it. If I'm spending all my time on these people, then I'm doing a disservice to the people that actually need it and want it. And I feel like that's a huge mistake that I'll see a lot of my people make. There's actually a couple of level threes and masterminds in my office right now that I had that conversation with of, hey, you need to stop focusing on the lowest producer and start focusing on the ones that are actually going at a high level that can move the needle in your team. You start focusing on them, you'll naturally get them a, a better level. And the per- lowest producer is probably never going to become the best producer. I promise you that. They're probably never going to become the biggest lead on your team. Right? You still give them some time, but not all of it. Why do you think? Because I've, I've dealt with that issue, and I'm dealing with it right now with some people, where I'm trying to get them to understand that. Why do you think some people struggle to to see that, and they want to spend so much time with an individual that that isn't thirsty? Because like, to me, it looks like the leader is trying to control the individual and they're like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And the person isn't doing it. And I see the leader get frustrated, get upset, get pissed off that the person isn't doing what they're telling them, telling them to do. I, you know, I, that's a great thing. I, if I had to take a guess, I would say there's, there's two different reasons why that happens. One could be it. You feel like as a leader, it's a reflection on yourself whenever someone's not being successful. And you don't want to have to question whether or not I did my best to make this person successful. For me, I always thought it was a, I, I'm failing if my people are failing. 
So my weakest link is what I always picture it as is like, hey, if this is my weakest link on my team, then that's truly who I am as a trainer. And sometimes we get so caught up in that, wrapped up in that, that we're trying to make them great, not for them, but for ourselves. And I, I think that's where the, the biggest transition is, is we might say, oh, we're trying to help, we're trying to help, trying to help. But in reality, your ego is getting in the way and you're trying to help yourself not look bad. And, and I think that's the real thing. Don't I don't want to train someone and they'd be a bad representation of me. So that's one. And then number two is I think there's something about humanity just feels like you have to help people that are in need. <laughs> and sometimes when someone's really struggling, um, I, I good, a truly good-hearted individual is just like, I got to do whatever I can to help this person. And sometimes I, I feel like you don't realize you're doing yourself or them a disservice by doing whatever you can to help them. And I know that might sound bad. That might sound like you're a terrible person, but sometimes the person in the business is just not right for the business. You have to learn how to cut that string and cutting the string is better than leaving them there. If you leave them there, you're hurting them worse than you are by letting them go. And uh, I, I think the whole letting them go part is just hard for a newer leader to be able to do. That answer your question or no? Yeah, no. It, it, and I really, I, I really agree with that first one that it's an ego thing. Um, I didn't think about it from from that perspective, but I do think a lot of it is people's people's ego getting in the way, and they want someone. They're, they're almost it's almost borderline controlling. That's the way yeah. that I, I think of it. And people need to learn to understand that they, they, you can't control individuals. I think it's think and grow rich or how to win friends and influence people. I think has the, the quote, a man convinced against his will is still unconvinced. Like 100%. you can't, <laughs> you know, all you, all we can really do is lead people and guide them. And then it's up to them to, to, to decide what it is that, that they're going to do. So as long as you know, you're leading and you're guiding them, you're being a good example, which is usually what I say people need to focus on is just be a good example. Um, and then if people choose to not do the job the right way, you know, it's kind of on them. You shouldn't get flustered when people don't do the right things right. to some extent. Um, as long as you know, the caveat is that you know you've done your part. You know you've set expectations. You know you've been a good example. You know you've had your, your basic one-on-one -on -one conversations with them. After that, if they're not doing what, what, you, what you've talked about them doing, you're probably just, again, for selfish reasons, trying to get them to do something. 100%. But awesome. Colty, it's been good catching up. We're going to stay more consistent. So thank you guys for, for tuning in. That was episode 17? 17. Right? Yes, it was. That was episode 17. Heck yeah. Awesome. So hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed. You guys like it. Share it. And we'll see you guys next week. See you next week, guys. Bye.